Welcome to Journey Under 30, a roadmap drawn in discovery. I'm Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. This is our podcast all about us doing what we can to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. Mr. Colin Parker. Mr. Alex Taylor. How are you? I'm doing uh, pretty good. Um, You know, I, I will say this. I know that we have in the past tried to kind of cut down on the length of our pleasantries, for lack of a yeah. better term here. But I do think that um, we should probably maybe spend just a little extra time than normal on yeah. it because today's topic is pretty heavy. Yeah, a um, heavyweight. So I just wanted to kind of clear the air there now just so everyone sort of knows. For me, I mean, things have been pretty good. Obviously, there's some stuff that's been happening, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, but surprisingly, uh, you know, last week went by, went by very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I was just at your place uh, just yesterday. Yes, you were. Um, Michael and I came up to visit uh, the new place. Um, now that you have been married and moved and everything, and you have yes. the new puppy. And yes, we met I Gromit. Do. Yes. Adorable puppy. He's um, my favorite dog that I have. <laughs> he's the only dog that you have, but sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But, I mean, honestly, it's just been the last two weeks have really flown by. Um, mm-hmm. I would say the only thing else that's really kind of worth noting um, is that uh, we are in the final stages of getting the merch store up and running. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not going to be up by the time this episode comes out, but uh, yeah. I would imagine by the end of this week, um, basically everything except for one t-shirt should be available. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So that's exciting. What about you? Yeah. Um, I've just been keeping busy with music stuff and work um with the university i work at as it as we're in the middle of the semester you know a lot of events have been happening i had an all-day event today which was fun um another thing i've been looking into is a modular synth it's not exactly related to what we've been looking at but it's kind of been a uh, obsession of mine as of recent and i've been doing some weird stuff and trying to emulate things and all that good stuff i'll talk about that in a later episode anyway sure yeah uh, so I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Um, not yeah. just, not, not specifically you, it's the Royal you, right? Um, I'm not even 100% sure how to start talking about this. Like I, I have, I'm, I'm going to let you know right now, I have yeah. the longest outline of anything I've ever written for any show. Um, yeah. r- like right now it's sitting in front of me. And some of it is even scripted because mm-hmm. uh, it is to either A, keep me on topic or keep me on point, um, just so I don't yeah. ramble in certain points. And also a couple times it's there to keep me from being, I don't know how, what, how else to say it, but like not necessarily emotional, but being too attached to this topic yeah, to keep me from sort of going off the rails there. Yeah. But uh, I think I'll start off by admitting that I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. We haven't had many guests on this show, and that is something that I know that you and I have both wanted to rectify for a while. Yeah. But that that is not the mistake, right? Um, the problem mm-hmm. is, is the mistake that I made was having a guest on uh, and giving them a platform when I already felt like maybe I shouldn't, but I did anyway because they were linked to other people. Yeah. So let me explain that a little bit more in detail, kind of backtrack a little bit. In episode 11, um, we interviewed Kellen McKay of the band Stacked Like Pancakes. Um, Now, before then and since then, we have worked with other 
uh, people from that organization, like Zach Foote, uh, Alec Leventis, Kevin Gorin, um, all of which are people who were once in the band. Uh, I have wanted to work with every member. We just, for some reason, hadn't had many opportunities to do so, uh, partially because there were many months where I would be in New Orleans, for example. However, I have been a fan of that band for about 10 years now, uh, and I've been pretty good friends with the band for about probably six or seven at this point. I went to college with a few of the members, even some of the members who have been long gone from the band, and I even worked with Alec and Andy at the retail job that I had a couple years back. I have hung out with them just like, you know, with no performances or no music involved. I have performed on bills with the with that band, you know, like uh, I've been on some some gigs with them. Um, and I have even performed on stage with the band. Uh, and I think that I, it's probably safe to assume that I may be the only person who's ever done a guest vocal spot uh, for them. Hmm. I have always supported them, even over the last couple of years when there were some things behind the scenes that have kind of bothered me. So the mistake that I made was having Kellen McKay on the show. Uh, the mistake I made was saying that he had a career that I felt like you should follow and pay attention to. Um, especially because specifically what I really should have said and what I actually meant was that the band, as a, as a band, had a career that should be followed. I think that my biggest issue with, with my mistake here is just the way that I worded it because I feel like I fanned the flames just a tiny bit, you know? Um, mm -hmm. because over the past few years, I was starting to feel more and more turned off to things by his attitude in particular. Mm -hmm. His ego started to grow grander than it, I think it truly should have been. Yeah. There are a million stories that I could insert here to give examples. Um, but I think that all of that is kind of subjective stuff. So I'm just going to yeah. leave that there for now. Uh, that is stuff that we will probably address at some other point, just not today. Mm -hmm. I, re I really want to get down to things that were like kind of causing the downfall and talk about like legitimate business things and everything like that, since that's also the main focus of this show. Yeah. So like I said, earlier this year, we had him on because I support the band and uh, I've been friends with them. You have been as well. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of the people in our organization have been fans and been friends with people in this band. Yeah. And so I know that I personally didn't want to see them fail. When they announced a Kickstarter for $100,000 to fund their new album, Strange Creatures. Um, to this day, I still believe that that was way too high of a cost. Mm -hmm. um, now, one of the biggest reasons that they were asking for that price was because they were bringing in Matt Squire, who is a very well-known producer. Um, I mean, he's worked on huge bands before. Mm -hmm. Recently, Under Oath was a, was a big one. Panic yeah. at the Disco. Uh, I mean, again, there's there's a lot of names, you know, that he's that he's worked with. Mm -hmm. So he's he's a big he's a big pull. Yeah. But his price was just way too steep, especially for a band at their level. Now I'm not talking yeah. about their level as performers because they are incredible performers. I'm talking about where they are in a standpoint of like how much people know them, uh, like a following, right? Yeah. I, I feel as if Kellen was already trying to skip some steps in the process by doing this. Um, and part of me, I will admit, at the time, had a little bit of respect for that because it's like sometimes you got to kind of make some bold moves to make some things happen. And I get mm -hmm. that. The band really was growing, um, like their following and stuff. 
I mean, I can remember days where SLP had like a few hundred likes on Facebook, and now they're sitting at over 15,000. But in order to hit that goal of $100,000, you would need almost every single person to give $10. Yeah. And that seems, what's weird is that you would think that that doesn't seem like that crazy of an ask, but it, it is. Yeah. And I knew from the moment that that goal was announced that it was too high. And there was always something nagging at the back of my mind um, about how in my, in my, I just somehow I knew there was no way that the band came up with that number together. Yeah. Um, before a single person even said a word about it, I could feel it, but I didn't want them to fail. Like I said, so I did, I did my part. I shared the link multiple times. I discussed it openly with as many people as I could. Uh, yeah. I set up to do a culture shock review of the previous album. And of course, I did something, which was offer Kellen to come on our show and talk about it to help get some hype going. Yeah. In the weeks that followed that interview, um, I saw even more things. <laughs> uh, like 90% of it was kind of, I think, kept from the public eye. So this is something that I think people who were close to the situation and to the group could only see. And also... Uh, that last 10% was also something I think you kind of had to know what you're looking for, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I know that I started to see the cracks. Um, and I could tell that something was not right. And on the first leg of their tour to promote and support that album, which they went on just a couple of days after our episode came out, um, there were some discussions behind closed doors between myself and an undisclosed number of parties involved. Mm. Um the discussions were all about just how bad things had gotten. Um, and so now that we're at this point in sort of like backstory, I guess it's uh, it's like the major, major breakdown time. Yeah. So this episode here is going to have the following things. It's going to have um, statements that were released by different members of SLP throughout the course of last week. And uh, then we're going to get to as many bullet points as I can from... Um, Kellen's final post about the situation. Yeah. Um, whatever we don't get to on this episode will be addressed later in the future, um, probably after a few episodes have gone by, just to sort mm -hmm. of, A, not to just continuously talk about this, but also just to, you know, kind of give it some room and give it some space. Yeah. This episode is, is about learning from other people's mistakes. Now, we've had an, an example of that before, right? In episode two, you talked about Groove Shark. Yeah. Um, but see, the thing is, is that they had successes and then the, the company failed. And then like you, we sort of saw what happened, like what they could have done maybe differently to keep it going. Um, yeah. but that wasn't like a, it wasn't a major failure, right? It led to other great successes. Um, not just for them, but for other people down the road. Mm -hmm. This, um, this is much worse in my opinion. This episode is about ego. It's about hubris and. I think probably the most importantly, uh, it's about how to properly treat your partners um, mm -hmm. or those that you work with. Yeah. Um, there's going to be some legal talk here um, that, you know, if anybody ever has any questions, they're always uh, welcome to write in to us and ask for some more clarification. Um, but uh, I'm going to try and do my best to make sure that I make everything as, like, clear as possible. Yeah. And one last thing, there are also some plans being made to sit down with some of those former members of SLP to go over a few of the bullet points and potentially the timeline yeah. of things that happened um, that I won't be discussing. 
mm-hmm. just because I think some of these points would be best be served by them breaking them down. Yeah. Like talking about the the timeline of events, I think that's more important to hear from them. Yeah. But let's start with this statement that was shared on October 1st at 11:03 p.m., which already I feel like should should be a warning, right? 11:03 p.m. is a weird time to be posting this. Yeah. At this time, I must announce the mutual departure of Kevin, Alec, Mike, and Will from Stacked Like Pancakes due to disagreements regarding the future of the band. However, agreements were made that they would still be featured performers on the upcoming album. It pains me to have to cancel our upcoming appearances with Bump and Uglies this month as a result of this announcement. Stack Like Pancakes will not be performing any shows scheduled in October. All shows scheduled in November onward are still happening. To the fans who got tickets, you still need to go see Bump and Uglies. They're amazing and the show will be incredible. I hope we can link up with them again soon. It cannot be understated that this is a huge and unfortunate loss. I am proud of what we accomplished together and I am grateful for everything they've done for Stack Like Pancakes. After ongoing negotiations, it has become evident that it's time for all of us to turn a new leaf. I sincerely wish them the best of luck in their futures. The new album, Strange Creatures, is coming to you March 2019 as scheduled, with a preview EP release coming this month. I've been nurturing and perfecting these specific songs since I started writing music back in high school, over a decade ago. I'm anxious and scared and thrilled to share my story with you. Time for the next chapter. Thank you, Callan. Okay, real quick, I want to point out just one small little detail here. If four band members, quote, mutually leave at the same time, that should absolutely be a red flag to you. Yeah. Especially when it leaves one remaining band member. Yeah, and that one remaining person is the uh, head of the band. Yes. Okay, now just so it's not always my voice, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, Alex, why don't you read this statement from Alec? I want to start off by saying that I love and appreciate everyone who has seen us, listened to us, or even thought, that's a funny name. This is not the end of Stacked Like Pancakes. I will still support the band's music, and I hope you do too. The new album, Strange Creatures, is complete and will be released in the spring and will be featuring all of us. For those of you who were expecting us, expecting to see us this month with Bumping Uglies, we are truly sorry that we cannot make that happen. Please go see them when they come to your city. They are amazing. Please know that any decisions made were not are not made lightly. They are necessary for the continuation of our goals, dreams, and lives wherever they may lead. That being said, I am aware that these decisions may disappoint, sadden, or anger some of you, and for that I sincerely apologize. I, love, I loved performing for everyone who came to see us, whether it was for four people or 400, and I will cherish my time in this band. The reason the four of us are no longer in SLP is because there were disagreements over the functionality and the future of the band, and we decided that we can no longer work together. We are not the first group to experience this, and we will not be the last. Please do not harbor ill will towards anyone. I don't know what's going to happen next, but I can promise one thing. I will be back on stage one way or another in the future, and I look forward to the unknown road ahead of me. Don't be sad. We love you all. So as you can see, Alec... um has a pretty, for lack of a better term, like, kind of gentle approach to this, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, you know, I would say that his thing is, is pretty is pretty solid. Like, it's 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 not aggressive. It's not angry. It's, you know, honestly, I feel like it's it's 
pretty kind uh, yeah. of a message. Now, Alex, why don't you also read the post from Will Lopez? Okay. To all of my friends in Pancake Nation, thank you so much for all the love and support you've shown to all the members of SLP, former and current. Each and every one of you is an amazing human being, and you have all affected my life in such a positive way. Although the decision to leave SLP has been a difficult one for all of us, it has definitely been the one that is in my best interests. The band that I first joined back in the spring of 2017 was a vastly different group than the one I am now in, the one I am now leaving. I have always thought of a band as a family where each member of the group brought their own special and irreplaceable part. Over the past several months, it has been incredibly clear that this was not the case. I was told repeatedly that I am an employee, the official term is sideman work for hire, and that I currently am not, nor have I ever been a part of the company that is the Stack Like Pancakes. I work for the band, I am not in the band. It is because of this difference of personal beliefs that I have chosen to end my time in the band. I would like to make it clear that I wish no ill will upon anyone moving forward. In fact, I wish SLP all the best, and I'm so I'm still so incredibly excited for you all to hear the new music on which we have worked so incredibly hard. I do not know what my future holds, but I can promise you that I will be back on stage playing for you all very soon. As a wise man once said, don't be sad, we love you all. So I think that's a really great way to end it, um, mm-hmm. because he made... So Alec was the first person to post anything. Yeah. I thought it was great that Will kind of gave a small nod to what Alec said. Yeah. Um, I think that was actually... I honestly felt like that was actually very important. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, just for the sake of time, I'm not going to read every word of everyone's statements, but I do want to point out that Mike Bush's remarks, right? Yeah. Um, his decision, or when he talked about his decision, he did talk about some of the same stuff that the two of them did. He did also mention the fact that, like, you know, that there was also financial reasons for him, right? You know, um, a band at their level does not take home enough money to sustain a living. Mm-hmm. And he says, I, and I couldn't keep wondering how many less students I would come home to, or if I would even come home to a job at all. This is nobody's fault. This is just the reality of the situation. Yeah. However, he does continue to talk about the same thing that they did, right? About talking about regarding like disagreements in their roles in the band, um, yeah. and in the decision making and everything like that, and about how this is also something that is better for his mental health, right? And that sh- makes a lot of sense, right? You know, when you're constantly just sort of being viewed uh, in a light that you definitely know that you are worthy of, uh, uh, sorry. When you're being viewed in a light that is not what you know that you're worthy of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then, like, when someone's looking down upon you, it, it can really, really mess with your mind. Yeah. Um, and so you sometimes need to sort of take a step back. You know, it, it's tough. I want to point out that so far, all three of the people, right, Mike, Will, uh, and Alec, have all sort of been talking about how they don't uh, have any ill will towards the other people. Yeah. You know, that they cherish their time in the band. Um, if you know people are sad or confused, that's understandable. But you know, yeah. this is not the first time that something like this has happened in bands. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I'm not going to read every word of this one either. But Kevin Gorin's words were a little bit more personal. Yeah, I think Kevin was sort of given definitely the the shortest end of the stick in all of this, and so I understand him having a little bit more frustration. I think, or at least as, as far as his response goes. His was broken down into, into two separate portions. Um, mm-hmm. 
the first portion was to his, he says, to my brothers, Mike, Alec, Will, Zach, and Andy. So at this yeah. point, everybody in the band that has now been either kicked out or that has left. Yeah. Um, he talks about, you know, the same thing, right? Not, not regretting his time with the band. They are a family that he loved them, that he loved performing with them. Then talking to the fans, the supporters of the band, he calls them his friends as well. He wants to thank everybody for the two years of performing on stage in front of you being some of the most memorable moments I have in my life. I cannot express how appreciative I am of the love and support you've given the band and me during that time. He also goes to talk about, you know, the business side of things. Unfortunately, business and philosophical differences have forced the other guys and me to make the difficult decision to no longer, quote, work for Stack Like Pancakes, LLC, in parentheses, Callan. As hard as we try to make things work, there are no way, sorry, there was no way we could perform uh, in such a one-sided environment. So that is, I mean, again, this is kind of a, a little bit more of a sign of like, it's a little bit heavier of a situation than maybe the others may have sort of let on. Yeah. And he also points out that it was not ever the band's decision to do a $100,000 Kickstarter. Yeah. Or about how things like, you know, like how like payments would be given to like the producers and all this other stuff and things for the tour and stuff like they didn't get any say in, in any of the planning of it. Yeah. That I think that st uh, status alone starts to sort of show a little bit more of sort of the disconnect. Um, not between them, but I'm saying between the sort of the statements that they have given versus what the band has said. Yes. Kind of, you know, uh, there was sort of this, initially it was kind of like, oh, it was a mutual leaving. But, you know, mm -hmm. I think as you progressively work through their statements, you yeah. start to see more, like, I, I think that, I mean, I put them in that order because, um, Although that's not the order that they arrived in, I do think that in that order, you can sort of see just how, like, you know, the kind of the progression of, like, the sort of, like, frustration of the situation. Yeah, uh, certainly. Almost. Um, and I think rightfully so. I'm going to probably edit out um, some of the next post, uh, just because it yeah. is so freaking long. Everybody should buckle in. This one is easily the longest. By yeah. I mean, like, it's like all of the statements added up, I don't think, um, from both SLP and all of them to c combined don't equal Kellen's response, which was shared on the band page. Yeah. Uh, actually, real quick, I do want to point that out. Every time Kellen has said something, it has come from the band. The other members were never allowed to speak and, and have their words shared by the band. They had to speak for themselves. And I, I think that that also kind of shows... A different level of of uh, of something. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have any kind words for it right now, so I'm just going to call it something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is Callan's um, response. First and foremost, I want to offer my sincerest and deepest thank you to the individuals who personally reached out to me asking how I'm doing and inquired about further details regarding the recent announcement. In light of the disparaging and sometimes hurtful comments across social media, it means more to me than you know. Thank you. My last post was not written to victimize myself or to bash my former bandmates, but to state the fact of their departure briefly, professionally, and respectfully. There has been a lot of conjecture from some of my former bandmates and their loved ones since then. It seems that they have caused unnecessary confusion and frustration among our fans and supporters, whether that was their intention or not. 
you deserve to have context. So let me tell you a story. Early this year, I was in the middle of writing the new album. We were having weekly rehearsals where we were hashing out my ideas for new songs while simultaneously preparing for shows. Before we rehearsed, we regularly circled up and I informed my bandmates on everything that was going on with the business end of things and answered any questions that they had. One of the reoccurring uh, topics of discussion was the upcoming Kickstarter campaign we were preparing to launch. They all expressed their concern for a lofty and frightening goal, and I heard them out. However, once I was able to break down the specific necessary expenses, as I have already done several times publicly and for the kickback, uh, Kickstarter backers, including producer fees, mixing and mastering, manufacturing and production of thousands of custom CDs and vinyl, music video production, album artwork and photography, marketing, and so on, it was my final determination that the amount chosen for the Kickstarter is what was needed if we were able to cover all costs to put out the best quality album for you, our fans. This album is largely complete and the Kickstarter funds have gone towards and continue to go towards exactly these things listed above. In spite of the noise you may have heard lately, we did indeed come to a consensus regarding the Kickstarter. In fact, I remember vividly when one of my former band members said, no matter what, Kellen, I'll work my tail off. And the rest of the band reassured me and nodded in agreement. As the leader of the band, this was exactly... Can I, can I, can I, can I, can I cut in for just a second? Yes. What is that, a cult? Jesus. Yeah. Like, wow, okay. As you were. Yeah. Um, as the leader of the band, this was exactly the type of relentless dedication I hold true to myself and held true to my bandmates. Real quick, I want to point out, right now, yeah, he is saying, yeah. held true to my bandmates. Nice. That wording Family. is going to be... No, no, no. That, that's, not even, that's not even the thing. Okay. Bandmates. Bandmates is going to be a fucking huge deal in, in yeah. a few minutes here. Yeah. Let me make this crystal clear. Even after their initial hesitation was voiced and heard, we made the decision together to move forward with the $100,000 Kickstarter goal. Any claim otherwise by a former bandmate is false. And so the Kickstarter was launched. Needless to say, it caused a lot of stress while we were campaigning on the road for our spring tour. About a month into the campaign, we were starting to struggle to get more funds and it caused a rift. That rift was between all of my bandmates and myself. At launch music conference in the middle of the tour, if you follow us on Instagram, you may have been able to witness part of, quote, Operation Hashtag SLPSOS an impromptu public panel of industry professionals and myself at the forefront. The purpose of this session was well-intended, to brainstorm and strategize ways to make the Kickstarter a success. However, it ended up being a public humiliation for me for what was perceived as poor leadership and poorly misguiding the band to an inevitable failure of a Kickstarter campaign. After this, my bandmates said to me that they wanted to cancel the Kickstarter. All I needed was their support, and instead they joined in on the public scrutiny that was my failure of a Kickstarter campaign. This was the beginning of the struggle between us. I feel like I hadn't had their trust since the Kickstarter. I know that I kept saying that I wasn't going to interrupt, but two things I want to point out. There are so many things in, in, in some of these statements that are false because I have multiple sources that will tell you otherwise. Yeah. That A, people, no one ever asked for the cancel of the Kickstarter. Um, yeah. That you know, yes, I will say what was probably true is not having their trust since the Kickstarter, probably because they never actually did agree to the $100,000. In fact, Kevin even specifically told you so. 
and also the uh, the kind of panel about these things. If it was a public humiliation to you, and for quote what was perceived as poor leadership, it's because it was poor leadership. Yeah, I want to point something out super quick. Something that n- almost never works out is having a band member be the manager of a band. It makes sense when you are doing like a couple of bar gigs in your hometown, maybe like one a month kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's fine, right? Because you're not at a huge enough level. But when you're at a level like this, right, you, you're not quite famous, but you are touring regularly and you're opening for larger bands like Real Big Fish um, or you're mm-hmm. supposed to open for Bump and Uglies. You need a manager. You need a booking agent. They do have a booking agent, but you need a manager, someone who can actually make the right business decisions and someone who has the know-how to make all of this stuff work out and tell you what you need for social media marketing and all this other stuff to make stuff like this happen. Someone who can actually figure out what the numbers that you need are, like the amount of followers that you need to actually equate to $100,000. Okay, back, back on track. I hate that I even have to address this, but let me also make this crystal clear. Absolutely no funds from the Kickstarter have gone into my personal funds. The entity, Stacked Like Pancakes, has a bank account and tax ID separate from mine. Hard-earned money was donated by hundreds of fans and supporters of all ages for this music, and I'll never be able to fully express how much it means to me and how much I take it to heart. I feel your disappointment, as now it may seem the money was given for nothing. I assure you that even though the band is taking a new shape, the music and this album carries on, and everything you have put your money towards has happened and is happening as intended and promised. Now that you have heard my full story in detail, here are some... Okay, I'm going to have have to say this next part, Alex, in quotation marks. Yeah. Quote, unbiased, 100% indisputable facts in no particular order, end quote. So that's my cue to you, the listener, that this is about to be the exact opposite. A load of bullshit. Now, some of this is stuff that might be misinformed or might be um, his perceiving of, of certain things. Oh. Uh, and a couple of these things may be actual truths, but it's going to get complicated. I have always been and always will be 100% owner of the business entity that is Stacked Like Pancakes. All former band members, including Alec, Mike, Kevin, and Will, have been made explicitly aware of this on numerous occasions throughout each of their tenure. Tenure. Hmm. Interesting word choice. Yeah. I have always been and likely always will be the sole songwriter and thus 100% copyright owner of all music that I create. This includes every note performed on every instrument and every word sung or spoken. All former band members, including Alec, Mike, Kevin, and Will, have been made explicitly aware of this on numerous occasions throughout each of their tenure. We are absolutely coming back to that point. And I can already feel myself getting angry about it because that is, we'll come back to it. It was always understood that all songs belonged to me and they never voiced any apprehension towards the fact until it came time to put things in writing. Alec, Mike, Kevin, and Will suddenly and collectively challenged my ownership of the music, ownership of the company, and demanded to be promised future payments. Okay. Also coming back to that one. Alec, Mike, Kevin, and Will were band members publicly. Publicly. Yeah. They were not my employees. Hmm. Okay. From purely a technical, legal, accounting, and business standpoint, they were subcontractors who worked for the business entity stacked like pancakes. A subcontractor is not an employee. Whew, a lot to unpack on that one. Yeah. Alec, Mike, 
Kevin and Will signed and submitted a W-9 form acknowledging their awareness that they are subcontractors and should pay due taxes on their income paid to them for touring and otherwise. Alec, Mike, Kevin, and Will signed and submitted the recent subcontractor agreement, which also verifies their understanding of my 100% ownership of the copyright to the music. As a result of our general growth and recent work with a high-profile producer, we needed an entertainment lawyer to bring to a legal formality the terms of our professional relationship and the terms of the new album. This is standard practice in the music industry. Alec, Mike, Kevin, and Will sought advice on the agreement that would put our working relationship in legal terms. They hired legal representation with someone who was too emotionally involved and and no experience in the music industry. This Mm -hmm. destroyed almost all communications between us. The entire past month was spent negotiating contracts with my bandmates. Okay, interesting that you just said bandmates. Yeah. Suddenly they're they're bandmates again, not subcontractors. Like he's trying to draw a distinction, but then he's using them synonymously. Right. Though I will not disclose specific numbers. Alec, Mike, Kevin, and Will were paid for their performances on the album. I can't disclose that number either, but I can tell you it was bullshit. It was extremely low. Yeah. They will also be receiving a performance royalty based on future sales of the album. Again, I can't disclose that number, but I do know that they got a really crappy deal on that as well. They will receive this royalty forever. I was not paid for my performance on the new album. I was not paid for co-producing the new album. I will not be receiving a performance royalty for future sales of the new album. Yes and no, we'll come back to that as well. Yeah. We were slated to leave for our tour supporting Bump and Uglies today. The, again, this, this post was submitted on the day that they were supposed to leave for the tour. So this is a few days yeah. old at this point. Alec, Mike, Kevin, and Will did not show up to the only scheduled rehearsal in over a month to prepare for the tour. The rehearsal was scheduled for this past Sunday. I hoped they would put music and the tour first. I waited over an hour for them to show up, and they did not. This is ultimately what led to the decision to cancel the tour and let them go. Okay. Again, I hate to keep interrupting on this stuff. I want to point something out. Mm -hmm. I have heard from every single one of them stating that when they were going through contracts and working through stuff, and they had a contract as well for the tour as well, they had said, we will not participate in any band events until we receive the, uh, the signed agreement. Yeah. So they had signed it. They were waiting for him and his legal representation to sign it as well. So that they knew what they were, because they didn't want to just start doing stuff and actually not have an actual guarantee. Yeah. Right? They stated this multiple times, even before that rehearsal. The fact that they did not show up is not a thing of like, they just randomly decided not to be there. I want to point this out. Again, there's so many things that are not being said, and there's some things that I know that I'm not able to talk about, but, you know, and again, from like a legal reasoning, but like, there are so many things that are being left out of this purposefully to be misleading and it's it is upsetting okay here's the end of here's the end of it um we'll we'll we'll, we'll try and blow through this as fast as possible Mm -hmm. now out of all of this what have i not once talked about the music this i realize now is a serious uh underlying problem how is it that in this entire post this is the first time i've talked about the music stack like pancakes is an artist none of these issues have been about the music but rather the private business affairs of a growing band Technically, that's not true. You've already talked about people fighting about the music uh, yeah. and like the ownership of it. But maybe that's maybe maybe he's trying to be different on that. The necessity for me to divulge this much information to curb the curves of of a toxic social medium should never have been a necessity for any artist. Yet here we are. The departure of four band members is not easy for anyone. I am grateful for their years in support of my vision for Stack Like Pancakes. 
The future may look different now, but the music stays the same. A longtime fan reached out to me in light of all of this and reminded me that Stack Like Pancakes is bigger than any one member, past or present. That's an important line to remember. Stack Like mm-hmm. Pancakes is bigger than me and you, also important to remember. My hope is that we can move forward uh, towards a future where we can focus more on what matters most. The music and the connections that we all love and cherish through live performance. It's not fair for you to have to worry about most of these things with any artist. Let's close this chapter, move forward, and focus on the music. The comments I have viewed that hurt the most are the ones that accuse me of pocketing any money for myself. He then tells a story about how he used $500 on a college loan to pay for the first box of t-shirts and that he's never been uh, paid back for that investment. But I mean, honestly, a lot of artists have done stuff like that, myself included yeah. for this network. I'm not going to go through that whole story. He, that yeah. story is, is again, just a sob story. I'm not sure exactly yeah. what the future holds in terms of personnel and their titles and their titles, but this is titles. not the first time in the 11 year history of Stack Like Pancakes that I am the sole band member. Surprise, surprise. And for the record, the band will always have horns. One artist whom I had great admiration for is Panic at the Disco. Big mistake bringing this up. I'll offer that anecdote that Brendan Urie is the sole band member of Panic at the Disco. He has touring musicians who are not band members. I wonder if Brendan Urie has ever contemplated an artist name change. Technically, he did, but that's neither here nor there. Strange Creatures encompasses my experiences fighting depression, overcoming anxiety, the divorce of my parents, social media politics, society, gun control, school shootings, a breakup, loneliness, happiness, and many more elements of my life. As the songwriter, this has always been my story to tell, regardless of who performs on the album or its shows. I hope you will continue to listen because I am a strange creature and so are you. Stay positive and stick to your vision. Thank you, Callan. I'll tell you what, he's a strange something. Yep. I do want to point out that considering he keeps saying that they will be featured performers, I think that it should just be called featured creatures, but that's neither here nor there. Now, yeah, before he, we he missed, move a, he missed on, a pun um, opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, before we move on, I'd like to give you an opportunity to say anything that you feel, again, just so it's not just me sitting here talking for ages. Um, I, again, I'm just kind of taking it all in. And, sure. Um, and that's yeah. totally fine. I, you know, I, I think you and I talked about this off air, but I said that mm-hmm. multiple times throughout, I would sort of give you an opportunity to, but I also said that I also understand why it may be like just like an impossible thing to talk about, at least at this yeah, point. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, because this is much obviously like much closer to you because you've had so much more experience. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I mean, for me and my relationship to the group, like I'm in terms of the style, well, one in terms of the style of music, I'm not as much of a fan as you are. And in terms mm-hmm. of the band itself, I haven't been as much of a fan as you have for as long as it's been around. Right. So I'm just more kind of here to. I guess going along with the listeners and, and kind of charting the course of the band since right. this all went down now and that, then going through everything. Yeah, that, no, that t- totally makes sense. Okay. Uh, I want to point out just a couple of real quick statements that were made in response to this. Cynthia, yeah. uh, Alex's fiance, wrote, One thing, the former guys are not in this for money, and this post is painting them in that light. Kellen expected them to sign a contract and say, trust me, I'll take care of you. This post is painting uh, him in a light that he would not have upheld his word because it is making very clear that he is not willing to share any part of the band, even though many of them have put years and hard work into this band also. They understood that they have no ownership of the band, but there is a difference between being a subcontractor in writing and being treated as a subcontractor and not hearing your concerns heard. Another fan said, I'm pretty sure you hurt your own cause by writing this. Being in a band full-time is a huge commitment. You give up your life to do so. 
To label your bandmates and assumingly friends as subcontractors is reprehensible. Hired guns aren't members of the band. They're paid musicians. You yourself said they were band members. And see, that's what I was saying earlier. He would he kept yeah. flip-flopping back between the two of them, but you don't get to have both. Yeah. This behavior from a member of our community is absolutely unacceptable, and you shouldn't be surprised by the backlash you're getting. Yeah. Another statement. This is very much about you. Clearly, it is not about how the band was an entity itself. This just shows that you, only you, believe you are stacked like pancakes. Writing songs means so little without the music and talented artists who work together to make them. We don't need to hear how professional and how much of a talented songwriter you are, or how much you love being a strange creature, or how it's all yours, and that's all it ever has been, because you said it a million times. Right now, quote, your band is no longer a band. Your music your songs no longer have a sound. I donated $100 of my money to watch someone call themselves a leader. A leader of something brings people together, and your band left together. That's what I take from this. Now, the last quote that I'll read to you is, someone said, uh, someone pointed out two separate quotes of his. First one, Stack Like Pancakes is bigger than any one member, past or present. Stack Like Pancakes is bigger than me and you, said by Kellen. I have always been and likely always will be the sole songwriter and thus 100% copyright owner of all music that I create. This includes every note performed on every instrument and every word sung or spoken. Also, Kellen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, the last bit here, I have like a page and a half of, of my own thoughts. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I know that we're yeah. sort of running out of time, but um, I, I'm going to try and get through as much of this as we can. There mm -hmm. are so many red flags in that entire post that Kellen McCabe wrote. Um, and we've already addressed a couple of them, but let's yeah. kind of get to some of the biggest ones. I think the first point that I want to talk about is this one. Quote, I've yeah. always been, likely always will be the sole songwriter and thus 100% copyright owner of all music I create. This includes all the notes, right? Yeah, 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 we talked about that. That is absolutely not how that works. Moving forward. He also said, all former band members, including Alec, Mike, Kevin, and Will, have been made explicitly aware of this on numerous occasions throughout each of their tenure. Alec, Mike, and Kevin, and Will suddenly and collectively challenged my ownership of the music, ownership of the company, and demanded to be promised future payments. Okay, as right they should. You see, recordings yeah. come with two separate copyrights slash royalties, right? The mm -hmm. first is the composition. Sure. Yeah. Kellen can maybe try to state that he wrote 100% of the compositions, although I do think that at the very least, Daryl from This Is Us and Kevin from this album could easily combat that, that their contributions to the drum performances are easily, easily instrumental and not like instrumental, like, like an instrument. I'm saying like, like they, this performance would not be what it is without those drum performances. Yeah. Right. Like Blink-182, ever since uh, Travis Barker joined, Travis Barker is listed as a songwriter because his contribution to the music, right? Uh, is yeah. monumental, and those songs would never sound the way they did without his drumming. Yeah, compositionally, his stuff is vital to that to the sound of that band, and I sure. do believe that both Daryl and Kevin are the same way. And I feel that way, actually, to be honest with you, about every band member. But I think that on a legal standpoint, like I would say, they probably would have the easiest um, uh, time of arguing this in in like a court setting. Yeah. Now, we'll address some of that stuff in another time, though, uh, probably actually with the band, I don't know. But the second is uh, the second one that I was talking about, though, is a mechanical royalty for the recording itself. 
unless a musician has signed a contract to be a for hire performer, meaning that they're not specifically hired as a studio musician before recording, then they have yeah. their rights to the recording. It does not matter who owns the LLC of a musical entity. Anyone who is considered a part of the band and part of the music that was recorded, they have the right to their mechanical royalties. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure how legally some of this stuff that he's mentioned is going to stand up because he had them sign over certain rights and say that they were for hire after they had already recorded. Technically, that's yeah. not how that works. You have to sign that stuff before you sit down and hit that very first note. Um, yeah. So honestly, personally, now granted, I'm not a lawyer, but I went to school for music business and I took multiple music law courses. Part of me truly believes that some of the stuff that he's made them sign should be voided because it's yeah. it, it was too late. Mm-hmm. They can't be labeled for hire now. Um, no. They also, again, they signed away some of their royalty rights that for a much lower percentage than they should have received just because they were trying to compromise on other aspects. And then he ended up turning around and firing them anyway. So, yeah. But I want to point out that they have, they should have their rights to the performance uh, of, of this, right? Um, yeah. When Ringo Starr played the drums for the Beatles, he wasn't a for hire musician, Kellen. No. He was a part of the band. All yeah. of these members were a part of the band. You even said publicly they were bandmates. You've mentioned them as bandmates. Even if you want to say that they were subcontractors, they had yet to sign anything saying that. So yeah. legally, they weren't yet. Um, now, I know for a fact that there were no legal documentations on things like this before this new album, which does mean that Callan has six band members who have never received their royalties from the previous album. Yeah. That's another issue, again, for another day. But Kellen, I'm putting you on notice right now. Those bandmates deserve their royalties. They didn't sign anything away. You have six bandmates that have not received a single penny of, that, of the money from that album. So it's time to fix that. Um, if you need help figuring out those numbers, you can reach out to me. Or probably to anybody who actually knows what they're doing. Um, even if he hasn't received them either, um, he is still the LLC, right? Um, and he has had his instruments paid for and equipment paid for with this money, but not for theirs. Yeah. I want to point out that the band bought a keyboard for Callan, but when uh, Zach's trombone broke and he needed to get a new one, the band did nothing to help him. So, in a way, yes, the, band, the band's money is separate from his, but he is still kind of getting benefits of these royalties. And even if you want to sign your royalties or donate your royalties over to the band, that does not mean you get to di- dictate how their royalties get paid or spent. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's just a whole other thing. I, I understand that they did this time around, like I said, sign over their copyright rights to the recorded music. I do think, again, because it's too late, I think it's void. But I think that's yeah. also a court thing that's case by case. Frankly, the fact that they did this out of trying to compromise, uh, but then got, like, just... <sighs> okay, they deserve every bit of royalties as Callan. I know I've already said that, but, like, the fact that Callan took those away from them to give them a much smaller cut is one of the things that is truly angering to me. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's... <sighs> okay, let's move on to the next point. As a result of our general growth and recent work with a high-profile producer, we needed an entertainment lawyer to bring to a legal formality the terms of our professional relationship and the terms of the new album. This is standard practice in the music industry. Alec, Mike, Kevin, and Will sought advice on the agreement that we would be putting our working relationship in legal terms. 
They hired legal representation with someone who is too emotionally involved and no experience in the music industry. Um, and then he says that that, you know, destroyed their communications, right? Um, okay, yes. It is a standard practice to put some legal documentation on how a band and legal entity works. Yeah. That is absolutely standard. I'm not going to argue that. But the fact that he had an issue with them wanting another lawyer to look over the contract that he had someone else work, write out and work things out, that is a yeah. red flag. Like, yeah, huge totally. red flag. That proves yeah. that he was trying to hide something in there. You never mm -hmm. sign anything without looking over it. I, okay? Like, I understand that, like, I'm the kind of person that when iTunes has an update, I just hit I agree and just move on. Right? And yeah. that's dangerous as it is. But when it comes to, like, giving a literal, like, physical uh, hand signature for a yeah. contract, for a contract, you always read every word of it. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he didn't want them to have someone look over it and make sure that their interests were also being protected, there's something yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. And this, quote, too emotionally invested lawyer that Kellen spoke of, his main focus is contracts. Even yeah. if you're not a part of the entertainment industry, a lawyer, or truthfully any sort, but especially a contracts lawyer, could look at a contract and be able to tell you if you're getting fucked over or not. Yeah. Also, the fact that you said this was unbiased, but then called someone too emotionally invested, that's not unbiased. You are giving no. a bias on this person. Yeah. In the end, um, in the end, Kellen was the reason communications broke down between them all. Yeah. Um, Kellen takes almost no responsibility for his actions in this post. He uses a lot of legal conversation and says, quote, I had to do this, and this is just how it is. It seems like he says these things hoping to keep I don't know, maybe the, the younger and or more naive fans on his side, he plays himself to be a victim. He says it's 100% unbiased and undeniable, but yet there are so many points that have been called out as being half-truths or outright false. And he shows his bias the most when it comes to people questioning his decisions. Yeah. His statement proves just how unwilling he is to work with others. He frequently has to remind us that they are not band members, but subcontractors, even though he will call them bandmates in other points when it is beneficial. He likens himself to Brendan Urie, which truthfully, I think does you such a big disservice, my dude. Like, yeah. that's not something that you really want to be likening yourself to right now. And I know which point of this post are flat out lies. I know that there are things that were breaking down long before the launch panel. And I know that the launch panel didn't go exactly the way that it was stated as it went. Well, and one thing that I find interesting is I was looking up the launch panel and the only bits I were able to find were just a couple pictures on Instagram and not really anything on Twitter. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. With any project, like there, there are obviously going to be ups and downs, but if that was, I don't know, just the... the I'm not saying that everything was deleted or he was actively deleting things, but if I can't, I, I don't know. It just seems a little yeah. weird that um, every, any evidence of it is just kind of gone. Yes. Yes. Um, again, now, when the former band men, uh, bandmates uh, of his come over here to the network, I don't think it's going to be on this show, but I, I mean, I don't, I don't know just yet where we're going to upload it, but we're going to sit down with them and talk about the events and discuss this further because that is not necessarily something that needs to be on this show. It's just a matter of like, 
I think that he got to use a 15,000 fan platform to say his side of the story, and theirs yeah. were sort of left out in the wind. Um, you know, and so I think that they deserve every right of a larger platform to discuss this if they want to as well. Um, and by if they want to, I mean, like, I know they want to, because, uh, yeah. fun fact, I didn't say this earlier, but after I was at your place last night, I yeah. was at Kevin's house, um, yeah. with everybody, like, yeah. all but two people, or so all but, like, I think four people that have been involved in the, uh, in that group, um, were there, a couple people were out of state, for example, um, but, you know, like, and, and one of them was Ellie, right, who was watching after Philip, um, Zach's baby. Um, yeah. So, you know, but, like, basically everybody was there. And we, I mean, we didn't talk about this all night, but we definitely did go over some of this stuff. And I have some notes of my phone for both this podcast that I added in today, uh, and then yeah. some stuff for when we do sit down to talk about it, things that I'm like, oh, we've got to talk about that. Um, yeah. Like, the fact that people definitely wrote parts and contributed to the songwriting of that album compositionally. Yeah. Um, and again, we'll come back to that some other day, but the fact that he believes he's 100% songwriter is truthfully not correct. Um, okay. I do have one last thing I want to address before we end this episode. Um, because I, I think that we're, we're getting close to the end of our time and, and I really don't want to make this like a two hour long episode. Um, we can always come back to this at some other point. And like I said, if people have questions, they can reach out to me. They can reach out to the, the to the to the network, or more specifically to me, if if the people who are on our Scavengers Network Twitter don't want to have a million uh, comments sent to them. Yeah. So um, here is my closing statement: the fact that he thinks his passion and his drive in this instance are inspiring, um, they they aren't. There was a point in time in which I honestly believed that he and I had a lot in common, and that that was a good thing. That was a long time ago, and, but yet it wasn't a long time ago where I was having an issue with my perfectionist outlook, and I actually thought maybe I was becoming too much like him. And you and I, Alex, had a conversation about that. Yeah. But I now know that that's not true. Normally when we do an episode, it's all about what positive things we can learn from a career. Mm-hmm. Even in the aforementioned episode about Groove Shark, there are many positives to pull from before their company's failure. But this lesson is all about how to not treat the people you work with. Yeah. I want to give you an example. I want to show you the difference. Here at the Scavengers Network, I, Colin Parker, own 100% of the LLC. I am the president and the owner. However, as much as we may joke about me being the boss, this is a family. We have a lot of similarities to bands in our structure, truth be told. We're just larger, but both of our entities are in entertainment. As of right now, from a legal standpoint, right, from a legal accounting, uh, I forgot all the other words that he used, but from that same standpoint, everyone on our network is currently considered, on paper, an independent contractor, because we are not at a point in which anyone, including myself, can be given a salary. We don't make that kind of money. But everyone also owns their content and anything that they contribute. We are currently in debt from the fees that it takes to start a company, um, but we are so, so close to being back in the black, like, literally, like, you know, just a couple digits. Um, 
And once we're there, we have percentages set up for what income goes to the network, what goes to the creators, what goes into the emergency funds, etc. We also have a bank account that is separate from mine because you need that as an LLC, right? But I also don't use any of that money to then buy equipment for myself. Yeah. It's a community fund, right? For, like I said, emergency funds and stuff like that. Well, once we are back in the black. Yeah. As we grow, I know that my goal is to be able to have a certain level of stability to give a guaranteed salary to all of the employees of this LLC. That includes you. That includes me, Morgan, Stephanie, Jordan, everybody. Yeah. We may all be employees on a legal standpoint, but everyone here has a say. Yeah. I frequently talk with people here to see if we're on target, if we're working on the things that people want to see. And when we aren't, I tell them exactly how and when we will start working on fixing that. This company is not just my vision. I may sometimes say words like my company or my network, but I fully leave it open for anyone here to say the same words. In a group setting, I would say our company. Right? But again, if you were having a conversation with somebody, Alex, you could easily say my company, and it would not be an I statement necessarily. Yeah. On paper, legally, I am the 100% owner of this company, but I do have co-founders, you, Michael, and Graham. We have a board of people that vote on new shows and steps to take. This is a democracy. This is a family. This is how artistic endeavors should operate. I know that some of the stuff that I've said today has been subjective, and some of it has been emotionally driven, and then some of it has been factual. Some of it has been like legally broken down, like broken down legal terms, rather. Yeah. So, that being said, do your own research. Do your own thinking about this topic. I still am going to support the album because my friends are on it. That being said, there are other things that I know that I find problematic with the album and with, um, you know, the entity of Stack Like Pancakes. And yep. that's not going to stop me from talking about that either. All I'm asking from our listeners is, normally we are so positive here, and I, I feel bad that this is kind of a more negative standpoint, but there are so many injustices happening. Learn from the mistakes of this individual. If you're an artist, do right by those you work with. Trust, love, and respect. Art is never a one-person ordeal. No. I'm going to repeat that. Art is never a one-person ordeal. You will always have to work with others. If you can't have those three things, you'll never get anywhere. Mm-mm. Treat your family like family, not like they're subcontractors. Trust, love, and respect. And with that, I think that's a pretty good spot to leave it at. Please be sure to check out our other shows here on the Scavengers Network, such as Taste Testers, our um, our cooking show. Um, Morgan Spatola actually put out, put out a new episode. What did she make, Colin? She made uh, peanut butter pumpkin quote fudge 
Um, it's made oh. in the way that you would make fudge, but it's not like there's a couple of differences, so it's not like true fudge. But I mean, yeah. according to her, it was delicious, uh, and so nice. I think it's a great episode. Um, yeah. And it's seasonally appropriate. Yeah, quite. Um, or if you're looking for more podcasts, try out some of our other great shows here on the network, like Myth Takes. Yes. And you can find the video series and others on our YouTube channel, um, which is youtube.com slash C slash The Scavengers Network. Or you can find any of our podcasts wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts. Um, if you want to find me and talk about this or really anything in particular, you can find me on Twitter at Colin, C-O-L-I-N-M-P-A-R-K-E-R. You can also find me on Twitter at French A-T Music, as well as Twitch at French Alexander. And you can find both of us at ScavengersNet. Okay, so listen up, folks. This episode is dropping to you on October the 9th. The next episode is going to be on October 23rd. Now, that's going to be a day to remember. Um, I don't know if we're going to do the episode just, like, live that day, or maybe we'll record it a couple days earlier. Yeah. But here's the thing, folks. That's our one-year anniversary. Ooh. Um, so, or at least that'll be, you know, the, the mark one full year. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do something special for that episode. I'm not sure just what, just what yet, uh, but we'll do something. I think it'll be fun. Cool. Um, yeah, I think so, too. So uh, thank you so much for joining us here on Journey Under 30. As always, I'm Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. And we'll see you on the Forbes listings. Yeah.